Welcome to Audiobook Test Drive. In today's episode, we are featuring an excerpt from Finding a Forever Home, True Animal Rescue Stories, written by Mark Feldstein. Heartwarming stories and so much more. Bob Barker, former game show host, springs a bear named Ben from Bear Jail. Angel, a rescued dog, has a psychic connection with her owner even from 180 miles away. A therapy horse becomes the only confidant for an abused little girl. These are only a few of the captivating, heartwarming, and inspiring true animal rescue stories in Finding a Forever Home. This book is the result of years of research by the author for the best rescue stories from no-kill, non-profit animal sanctuaries and shelters across America. Each heroic tale was carefully written to bring the rescue to life. And now for your listening pleasure, an excerpt from Finding a Forever Home. Chapter 1. Meant to Be Sheltie dogs are brought to shelters for all different reasons. Some were abandoned, some lost, and some for no reason except maybe an owner simply no longer wants the responsibility. By far, though, the worst reason is when it is due to a severe injury. More often than not, these types of injuries are caused by being hit by a car. Seldom does the driver involved in the accident deliver the animal. Usually, they pretend to be ignorant of hitting the innocent animal and continue driving. More often, it's a witness to the accident or the person discovering the aftermath. This is exactly what happened to Charlie. The gorgeous little Sheltie was hit by a car, and two girls found him by the side of the road in a great deal of pain. He was breathing very slowly. They gently picked him up and took him to the nearest animal shelter. It was obvious they weren't satisfied with that solution after learning that the shelter was not planning on medically treating the dog, because they soon phoned Mid-Florida Sheltie Rescue. They knew Charlie was in a great deal of pain. Coupled with not being impressed by the conditions of the initial shelter, they asked to have Charlie picked up. Barbara agreed. She drove to the shelter and was told that he had a compound fracture in his back left leg. Well... Let's put him in my car, she said. I will have the leg taken care of by a specialist. No, there's a five-day waiting period before we can release any found animal uh, to see if the owners show up. You'll have to wait, he explained. Barbara was shocked. She could feel her blood pressure rising like a cartoon character. Her face was as red as a beet. But he's in pain, and you don't have the facilities to perform surgery— much less take care of him, she said reasonably. What is he supposed to do, just lie there and cry? You don't even have pain medication. I will give you my contact information in case the owners appear. Oh, I'm sorry, but those are the rules, he said adamantly, barely looking up from his forms. This is ridiculous, as well as animal cruelty, she announced. No reaction. He simply stood there passively, arms crossed, he had heard it all before. She furiously stomped out of his office. She felt that every time she had to deal with blind, heartless bureaucracy, she lost a year of her life. By her calculations, she should have died about 12 years ago. 
It was a long five days and mostly sleepless nights. During the wait, she received a call from a woman named Christine, who wanted to adopt a Sheltie. She had small children, and they had their hearts set on a Sheltie after seeing one in a movie. Well, I do have a Sheltie coming in, but I'm not sure if he'll be a good fit. He's going to need some special care for a while, she said, optimistically thinking of Charlie. She wasn't even sure that Charlie was going to live, much less be in any shape to be adopted in the near future. Barbara superstitiously spoke in hopeful terms, trying to force the universe to bend to her will. Please keep us in mind, she said. We love animals and would be able to handle anything he needs. She sounded very confident, but Barbara had heard that before. She allowed special needs animals to be adopted by families who were not truly prepared for the extra commitment it sometimes takes to care for them properly. Too often, the animal is returned within a few days. She wasn't ready to commit Charlie to anyone just yet. On the sixth day, Barbara waited outside the shelter for it to open. As soon as the lock clicked in the door, she pushed her way inside and demanded to take Charlie out of there. No one has reported him missing, and somehow he survived until this morning. You can have him, the attendant said nonchalantly. She gave the attendant her best evil eye. Not that it made any difference. Barbara immediately took the long-suffering dog to a specialist, who performed surgery on his leg. He made it through surgery, the doctor told her, after a couple hours. But we need to watch him carefully for infection. He was left untreated far too long. The evil eye hadn't been enough. She was now considering a voodoo doll. She left Charlie in the competent hands of the specialist and went home to fume. Christine, the woman who wanted to adopt a Sheltie, phoned again, asking after the Sheltie she was considering. Barbara explained the situation and told her to meet at the doctor's office so they could take a look to see if it was a good fit. She agreed without hesitation which earned her a few points in Barbara's estimation. The family arrived and instantly fell in love with Charlie. Even though he was immobilized and had a cast, he stretched his neck to lick the fingers of Christine's daughter. She practically cooed with love for the little Sheltie. This looks like the right dog for us, she said. Well, let's wait and see what happens, Barbara said. Remember, he will need special care for a while, and I want to make sure he's placed in the right home. Okay, but like I said, we can handle whatever he needs, she assured Barbara, who still wasn't convinced. A few days later, the doctor called and informed her that Charlie's leg wasn't healing to his satisfaction. He would require more surgery. Barbara ran over to his office and waited. After surgery, the doctor walked slowly down the long hall and greeted her with a sad expression. I'm afraid that Charlie's leg needed more than surgery. It had to be amputated, he announced. Barbara had feared for the worst, so this news was almost greeted with relief. She called Christine and told her the news. Obviously, the children were nearby because she heard her relay the information to them. Do you still want the dog? Barbara asked. There was a pause as Barbara heard Christine asking Barbara's question to the children. Barbara then heard the words that convinced her this was exactly the right family for the adorable Sheltie. Well, even with three legs, he will still be Charlie, won't he? As it turned out, though, Barbara still had another surprise coming. 
The family and Barbara met at the doctor's office a few days later when it was time to take Charlie home. Charlie came running out to greet them, sniffing each one in turn, happily wagging his tail. He had already adapted to only three legs. The doctor explained to Christine how she had to take care of Charlie while he healed. Barbara listened to the conversation and was surprised by how informed Christine sounded on how to deal with an amputated leg. When they were done, she asked Christine, Did you research animals with amputated legs these last few days? You sound like you already know what you're doing. She had a big smile on her face. No, I didn't have to do any research. I work as a nurse in the amputee ward at the local hospital. She paused as she watched Barbara's mouth flop open. I told you we could take care of little Charlie. We hope you enjoyed listening to this excerpt from Finding a Forever Home. If you would like to hear the entire audiobook, it can be purchased at Amazon.com, Audible.com, and iTunes.com.